This is K-Pop Sunday brought to you by K-Pop Sunday before you have to go back to work on Monday. We are your hosts, Onyx, Min, and JR. Welcome to episode 23. Today we will be talking about Coed School and their following groups, Five Dolls and Speed. Last episode, I said it wouldn't, hopefully wouldn't take three weeks to release a new one, but here we are, and this month we will only be releasing one episode, but it will be a big one. So we do really hope you enjoy it. So let us start off with Coed School and the group's beginnings. So Coed School, that's literally its name translation from Nam Nyo Kong Hak. The company that put this group together was Core Media, which before this group had artists such as SG Wannabe, which are still an active ballad group, Tiara, very famous girl group, Sia, which also very big girl group, Supernova, boy group, and Hong Jin Young, also known for her truck career. And also kind of interesting, what led to this group's debut was that Tiara and Supernova had done a collaboration before this group, and people really liked it, and the company said, aha, a co-ed group, this will work fine. And Tokistar did a great job of breaking this down and how this all connected, because I had not thought about that before, even though I lived in this time period. And was a big fan of all the groups involved. I did not make that connection. So I recommend you listen to that after this episode. Listen to us first. So let's talk about the members, which in total there were 10. But pre-debut, we only really know about three of them. So let's talk about the first member. Sumi was a member of SIA in 2009. So she had already been in a group. Before this, I believe she was actually the magne. Like she was considered on the younger side, but then she became the leader of this group. Then we have Hyo Young, who was known for winning the Miss Chunhyung beauty pageant. And then the last member we know a bit about pre-debut is Hyewon, who had the nickname of Little Guhara because of how she looked very similar to Guhara. And also kind of random aside, because we don't usually mention stuff like this, but she won an art contest in elementary school. And this info came out when she was in the waiting room of M Countdown, because she was drawing pictures of the members. So now that you kind of have an idea, let's talk about their debut which was on September 30th, 2010. Now, this group never had a fandom name or color, which is kind of sad, but let's talk about the members. So there were 10 members in total, as I mentioned earlier, six guys and four girls. So let's start off with the girls first. The leader of the group was known as Smile Sumi. She was the only leader announced at debut. However, the boys did have their own leader. So supposedly the group had co-leaders, but I did not see no two sources backed each other up on this. But everyone agrees that at debut, Sumi was the main leader. She was also the lead vocalist and also a rapper. She was very talented. And once again, she did debut in Sia. So she already kind of had a bit of experience and they mentioned that at debut that, oh, she lived in the dorms for longer and she had more experience being on stage. So she was like more ready and more capable. So that's why she was chosen as the leader. The next member was known as One Light Hyoyoung. She was a vocalist for the group. The next member was One Star Hyeyeon. 
She was the vocalist, the maknae of the girls. She was known for being the youngest of the girls in their dorm. And then the last member of the girls was Starlight Chanmi, who was the main vocalist. As for the boys, we have his name at the time was Sky Earth Yusung. It was changed to Nao Jongwoo. He was the leader, apparently, of co-ed school. Uh, then we have Rascal Kwang who was a rapper and vocalist. Balance Nudi, who was a rapper and vocalist. Solid Sung Min, who was the lead vocalist, main rapper, and true magnate of the group. We have Wise Taewoon, who was the lead rapper. Then we have Hot Blood Kong Ho, who was a rapper and vocalist, although he did not end up going into speed. These nicknames were mainly inspired by TVXQ, because back in the day, they had, it was four syllable nicknames, like Yongwong Jaejung, Shia Junsu. So th- that was what inspired the CEO, because he saw how popular their names were. But the public did not like co-ed school's name, so he said that he regretted it because the public did not like it. It's a bit tacky, but it's very cute. There's certain things that S- only SM can get away with, like naming but at the same time, though, I feel like TVXQ's name had more of a variety than co-ed school. Mm. And it made sense with their theme, you know? Yeah. They were like, they were gods. And then, but this, like, it has nothing to do with school, really. Like, their names. So it just kind of feels tacked on. Well, and also it didn't make sense. Like, Sung Min, like, even though they say solid Sung Min, like, it does not at all allude to the fact that he was the youngest and he was really bratty at the dorms. Like, he was known for, like, he would, like, not shower and then, like, his his feet would stink up the room. And so the boys always just, like, hated having to room with him. I hope you have a source. <laughs> no, no, no. The, there, was, um, I, there was this whole article, because they did a whole show about, oh, how does a co-ed group live in the dorms? They right, were separated, right, right. which I'll get into later. But, <laughs> yeah, there was just this whole thing about the, him just That's being so funny. brat. And they worded it as brat. Which, like, he was 16, I believe, when they debuted. So, not that he should have been a brat, but he was pretty young. So well, then there's also the expectation that if you're going to be the maknae, you are going to be more childish, which doesn't help. True. Their debut single was "Too Late," which once again, same day as their debut, came out on September 30th, 2010. Interestingly, though, it was first shown as a 3D preview. There was a 3D preview of the music video. There are four total music videos for this track, so two of them are in 2D. Two of them are in 3D, two of them are dance tracks, two of them are full music videos. And you can find all four versions on Naver. And they did this just to sort of advertise. And they showed these at the Coex Mall, and their label mates came to congratulate them there, like members from like Tiara came and stuff. And also, this was allegedly shown at Megabox. So for those of you who don't really know much about like places in Korea, the Coex Mall is massive. It is right next to the SM Town building. That's where that mall is. It's huge. And then Megabox, it's a movie theater, but like it's like a nice movie theater. So like for them to be showing off their debut music video there, that shows how much of an investment the company made in them. That's like, it's very impressive. So the track itself was a very pleasant dance track. 
And interestingly, though, that wasn't supposed to be their debut track. Originally, it was supposed to be what later became Tiara's Ya Ya Ya, and then they were also supposed to have My Boo. However, when both groups heard the tracks, they decided that it fit Tiara better. But I personally would have loved to have heard a co-ed version of Ya Ya Ya, because some of the choreography in there, and especially with how the group utilizes the male backup dancers, I would have loved to have seen the group take that on. It would have been... I think Ya 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 would have been a better debut song just because it's so bright. I'm not that well versed in Tiara tracks. Ah, okay. <laughs> I know a few of their songs, but I'm not sure if I've ever even heard Ya Ya Ya. How about you, Min? Have you heard it? Yeah, I think Ya 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 would have been more of a standout song because It's Too Late is very forgettable in a way. Yeah, I agree. Still a good song, though. I, what I think also they could have done was have Tiara's Ya 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 and then have them debut with that track so it's like oh we know this song mm. so they people might have latched onto the group better but um they also appeared on gag concerts around this time and as i mentioned earlier they lived in separate dorms and there was a whole you know how at debut shows always like to go in and see ooh, how do idols live in the dorms mm-hmm. and see how do different idols like how organized are they how clean are they and so it turns out the boys and the girls live in separate, I believe they even live in separate buildings. Oh, wow. And so the girls, obviously like there's less girls and they keep it very tidy. And they mentioned about how Sumi was like the most organized because she'd lived in dorms for longer than everyone else. Whereas the boys dorm was chaotic. <laughs> they did not stock their fridge very well. It was always messy. Um, once again with Sung Min, he was known for just like kind of being kind of a monster at the dorms where he would kind of be very bratty to the older members and then he would get away with it because he was the youngest and the members complained about that. It's like, wait, the girls dorm is clean? They get this stuff? Why not us? They kind of, because they apparently did not know how the other half was living, which that kind of suspicious. But I just thought that was kind of cute, though, because usually like with dorm, like those dorm shows, like a lot of them are like very similar. It's like, yeah, they live in a dorm. Like there's only so much variety you can get. But I just thought it was kind of funny how they even had different styles. Mm. And also kind of a cool thing for like a group that just debuted. Their popping dance skills attracted the attention of a member of the Young Turks Club, which was a very famous first-generation group that, like, first-gen idols brag about knowing members from this group. Like, that's how you know they're legends. And it was produced by Lee Juno, aka one of the members of Sotejian Boys. So you had a member of a legendary group producing a legendary first-generation group, and then at debut, co-ed school got a member's attention. And he wanted to work with them. He was known as Popping Hyunju. <laughs> as his name sort of implies, he was very good at popping dancing. Like he's very well known apparently in, in the dance community for his skills. Very famous. And he, wa- he was like, hey, I'd like to perform with you. So he was set to perform a remixed version of Too Late with them. So that's, they were off to an excellent start, I feel like, because they had so much backing from their sunbays in the company, they were already on gag concerts, they got a member of a legendary group to reach out to them. And also, like, once again, they had a preview at Megabox at the Coex Mall. Like, you're on, like, a good track. Mm. And then their second single was, it's a name that many people have trouble pronouncing, it's Birepom Berepom. 
and it came out on October 19th, 2010. It was a cheerful slash hyper dance track, and the music video was very bright, it was colorful, and the storyline was at a mental hospital, and Ham Unjong from Tiara made an appearance in there, and she broke a wall. But those were the only two singles that they came out with. They released their EP, Something That Is Cheerful and Fresh, on October 28th, 2010. So in less than two months, they already put out two singles and an EP. It had about 50,000 pre-orders, even though the company had originally planned to produce 20,000. The tracks on there were Too Late, Bida Boom, Bida Boom, as well as a sidetrack, an alternate version of Too Late, and four remixes. So it was pretty much the same songs you'd already heard, just in one nice package. So if you're someone who is a collector of K-pop albums, I would highly recommend collecting this one because it is, it's got their whole discography as co-ed school. And I say that because shortly after Bida Boom, Bida Boom was released, and after the EP was released, there were a couple of controversies about the group that came out. Pictures of Kang Ho drinking at a bar surfaced, and there were also claims about sexual assault, so the group went on hiatus because of it. Um, The company said the hiatus was actually because they were trying to focus more on Tiara's upcoming promotions, and kind of sad um, because they did have a goodbye stage, but the group was still active on social media during this sort of time of hey we're taking a rest but unfortunately that was not the end of the controversy it was not just congo uh nudi was seen also drinking underage and that was also a big deal and less than a month later netizens found a video of heywan's auditioning with girl generation Taeon's song can you hear me and they criticized her vocals because a lot of people like looking back on audition videos and comparing to okay what's the idol like now So that's kind of sad. And the group also had quite a bit of plagiarism accusations thrown at them. Such as Too Late, people thought that was a ripoff of If You Seek Amy by Britney Spears. And Bidabom Bidabom, people said, was very similar to Lady Gaga's telephone. So people were constantly arguing over that. So, unfortunately, the group had their last stage on Inkigayo, but it was a goodbye stage, so they did, they were kind of formal about it, on November 28th. They were supposed to have their next comeback on February 11th, 2011. However, this goodbye did not include Hyoyoung as she had an ankle injury during this time. But even though they were going on hiatus, the company insisted that, hey, they're still going to be an active group. They're just on a bit of a rest. In less than three months, they, s- they had a bright start and it also completed with two different promotions, two singles, and one AP. So that's kind of a whirlwind of a group, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I can't think of any other group who's been, s- who's done so much so quickly and gone so quickly. On December 28th, 2010, it was announced that the female members would become a unit group called Five Dolls. However, Core Media did not come out and say until 2013 that this split into Five Dolls and later Speed would be the end of Coed, as the group never promoted together after this, but that was their intention. Allegedly, they had plans in the works for the subunits when the group was first being put together, as that's what Hyowon said when she was asked where the guys were after Five Dolls debuted, but we don't know. 
because they never got put back together. Some people think that it was because of the controversy. Other people think that this was the plan all along. All that we know is that from November onwards, they promoted as two separate groups. At first, they were called subunits of co-ed school, but then later they were officially admitted as being full groups that were different. And it wasn't announced until February 2012 that the male unit would debut called Speed, which is kind of sad. So that's like within two years, everything changed. So Min, could you please tell us about Five Dolls? Because they were the girl part of co-ed group and they were the first to debut. Yeah. When co-ed kind of broke into two separate groups, the female members, Lee Mi, Ho-chan Mi, Ryu Hyo-young, and Jin Hye-won became Five Dolls alongside the new member So Eun-kyo. The name Five Dolls was originally spelled with the number five and then dolls, though later when Core Media decided that Five Dolls wouldn't just be a subunit of Coed, but would be an actual group by itself, the name was changed to be spelled five as F-V-E dolls, just to make it different. It's a bit weird. I prefer the spelling with the number, but that is just me and nostalgia, <laughs> I guess. The group did not have a fandom color, but they had a fan club name which was Dolly, which was a choice. But it makes sense since <laughs> they're five dolls, I guess. Logic was made? Possibly. Anyway, in 2011, they released their first promotional single called Lip Stains, which can also be translated into Love Bites, but the translation they use on the music video is Lip Stains, which got released on February 11th, 2011 to build up hype for their upcoming mini-album. Lip Stains didn't do great. It peaked at number 96 on the Gone Digital Singles charts. But less than a week later, Charming Five Girls dropped, which was their debut mini-album, with the single It's You. And the single debuted on a solid number 51 on the Gone Digital Singles chart and managed to peak at about number 32, which is a whole lot better than barely making it into the charts. <laughs> the song itself did come with a little bit of controversy due to netizens accusing most of the members to be lip-syncing while performing the song live, which the group's leader, Sumi, later denied. But honestly, on TV performances, it doesn't really matter if they lip sync or not, at least in my opinion, because it's on television. You're not at a concert, you're watching the pre-recorded thing, but that is just me. No, uh, yeah, I agree. No, but also it made me think because there were a lot of people that were complaining about idols uh, lip syncing on stage. But then I believe it was Super Junior who said, yeah, when you have to make some of these long performances, if you want to make them better, sometimes you have to do that because otherwise you run out of breath and you can't perform at all. That yeah. was one of the groups that like, because they were at that weird time where they were like before a lot of autotune, but then they lived through it and then they came out the other side of it. Like they've gone through like at least like three different trends. So they were like, yeah, because when you're recording, you want to get like the best sounds, the best performance. 
So sometimes lip syncing is what looks good on TV or like in the early days of Cape, all the first generation idols, like this was well known that they would lip sync on stage Mm. or even today with bands, how they can't plug in stuff. Yeah, there's stuff like that you can't plug in. They're trying to rush other people onto the stage. It's just, it's not feasible for the groups to sing live a lot of the time, it sounds like. So for people to do, you know, like MR removed and all that stuff, it's just, it's not genuine. And I think people put a bit too much weight on it. They missed the point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like we will not knock anybody for having backup tracks or pre-recorded live vocals or whatever for television shows. Like, it, it honestly doesn't matter as long as there's a good performance. That's the most important thing. But back to Five Dolls. A little fun thing about both the music videos for Lip Stains and It's You is that Jay Park is actually acting as the male lead in both of these music videos. He's so young. So innocent, so young, back in 2011. Is that fresh off of 2pm? Yeah. Because he was out of 2pm by that time, so... Because he was out of 2pm around, like, 2010, right? Yeah, so I think this was the abandoned era. Yeah. Five Dolls also did performances with their sister group, Tara. They performed It's You together with them on Music Bank, and it's actually really adorable since Tara's Hua Young's twin sister. They're twins. It's adorable. It's so fun seeing them perform together, even though they're in separate groups. And yeah, you should go look up It's You on Music Bank with Five Dolls and Tara. It's good. And they are twins that look very much alike. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I didn't realize it until doing research where I'm like, oh. <laughs> they're different people. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of difficult because they both have acted and I didn't realize they were two different people. <laughs> For a while, I did not realize yeah. that they were twins. That's how alike they look. I, I just thought, oh, I guess the member of Hood School was originally in Tiara. <laughs> like, that's what... Because <laughs> I recognized her from... I recognized her in Co-Ed School first, then Five Dolls, then I saw her sister in Tiara, but I thought I assumed, like, she just... You know, like, how sometimes artists feature yeah. other groups sometimes? I thought it was that. <laughs> <laughs> so when I didn't really... So when the seventh member, I thought, oh... Like, when Rolly pulling stuff, I'm like, oh, I guess she's just hanging out for a while. I did not make the connection. In May of 2011, it was announced that Five Dolls would be having a comeback. And on May 11th, Like This or That dropped, which is the title track for their second mini-album, Club Remix Time to Play, which is a name. <laughs> There's a lot of bad naming conventions related to these groups. Mm-hmm. But the mini-album featured five remixes and three original songs. Like This or That became their most popular song so far, peaking at number 16 on the Gone Digital Singles charts. And their second mini-album peaked at number 10 on the Gone Album charts, which is really good. And throughout the rest of 2011, the group continued to do performances, and they even performed at the 17th Dream Concert. 2012 was a pretty slow year for Five Dolls as a group, but some of the notable things that happened was that in February of 2012, Hyoyoung graduated from Songil High School, and she also started acting not long after her graduation. Also in February, Core Contents announced that Five Dolls leader Sumi had left the group to further her own solo career, and that she would be replaced by Nayeon, and that the group would move over to GM Contents Media. 
Around the same time, there were also rumors that Somi was bullied out of the group, but this was neither confirmed nor denied, so it could just be wafty medicine mess. But it is worth mentioning that those were rumors going around at the time, not giving the group the best set of publicity, <laughs> even though they're just rumors. Later in 2012, there also were a lot of speculations that Chanmi would leave the group due to her profile disappearing from GM Content Media's website. GM later explained that she was still a member of the group, but seeing that she was enrolled in Dongguk University, she might not be able to attend all of the group's activities. Not that the group had a whole lot of activities in 2012, but you know. Just in case. Yeah. So leading into 2013, on February 17th, it was announced that Chanmi would be leaving Five Dolls to focus on her education fully. So the speculations did come true. But not very long after this announcement, it was announced that Five Dolls would be making a comeback with six members. The new ones being Nayeon, who we mentioned earlier stepping in for Somi, and also new members Shannon and Jiyeon, joining the original members Hyoyoung, Hyewon, and Ungyo. On June 9th of 2013, the members of Five Dolls appeared on the single Painkiller alongside Speed, The Sia, and Taro. By the way, there's a difference between Sia, the original group, and the Sia, the follow-up group, I think. Is that right? Yeah, they were trying to be the remix. Yeah. Painkiller was just select members, though, for all groups. It was like, I believe it was like only like two members of Speed, two members of Five Dolls who who were originally in Speed. So like four members of the like OGs got appeared together in there. Yes. Which I was really excited about because I was just like, oh, a glimmer of hope. And I think it's kind of cute because we didn't really mention it. I didn't realize until doing research for this how close the guys and girls were and they did keep in contact with each other. Oh. Like they would record each other's like singing like covers of stuff. They would follow each other on social media and message each other. Like they kept, I really kind of said that they split the groups and never got them back together because they genuinely seemed to like each other. So in July, another announcement about Five Dolls' comeback was released, and it was also announced that both Shannon and Yiyun would go back to being trainees, only five months after being announced to be members of Five Dolls. Shannon and Jiyun were swapped out for Cho Sung-hee and Yongkyung of the Sia. And on July 24th, the first teaser for their upcoming comeback, Soulmate Number 1, dropped. The single, Soulmate Number 1, was finally released on July 30th. And it was Five Dolls' first comeback with a new spelling of their name. The single's concept was a lot more feminine, innocent, and very retro in comparison to their previous releases. Soulmate Number 1 is also a super disco-inspired track with weirdly 60s inspired fashion it's a bit all over the place but it's very fun and this song actually became the pre-release single for their upcoming mini album first love which dropped on september 17th with the title track love you love you not which is more of a ballad like song and it actually featured Dani of tara and four tiara and four tiara tara i will when i'm alone i say tara I'm not sure if I said <laughs> That's why I originally earlier. pronounced it like, but they've broken it down in their songs too many times. Yes. 
I think it's really cute when label mate groups get to feature on each other's songs. I think it's very wholesome. I agree. Five Dolls also released a music video for the single Cheated, which was also of the First Love mini album, but they did not actually promote the song, it was just a music video. Love You, Love You Not actually became the group's last real release. In the following years, the members started focusing more on their solo activities, and in November of 2014, Core Contents Media got rebranded into MBK Entertainment, and with this rebranding, Five Dolls were removed from the entertainment's website, and rumors about the group having disbanded really took off. And a year later, in 2015, MBK, formerly Core Contents, also announced that Five Dolls would be disbanding due to most of the members' contracts having expired or would be expiring soon. So the group had a very strange ending with Core Contents or MBK just having a bad time in and around 2014-2015. It was a legal mess. There was one lawsuit that took place because Hyo Young requested to leave MBK Entertainment, and MBK wasn't having that because of contracts, so she didn't get to leave the label until 2016, with all the other members of Five Dolls having had their contracts expired earlier. It was a mess! That is how Five Dolls as a group ended. So let us jump over to their brother group, Speed. So, as we already mentioned earlier, in 2012 it was announced that Speed would break off and be a subunit of the male members of co-ed school. And finally, in mid-December of 2012, it was announced that they would have their first official comeback as this subunit. The announcement described the upcoming release as a dance track with some R&B sounds and stated that famous actress Park Bo Young was going to feature on it. Upon this debut, the group now consisted of Taeun, who took over as leader, Jungwoo, Sungmin, Jungkook, Sejun, and the additions of Yuhan and Teha. Their fandom name is apparently Deeps, which I realize now is probably speed backwards, but I did not see any official statements about it, but I did see multiple posts from the members addressing the fans as Deeps. And as far as I could find, they do not have an official color either. That's unfortunate, but I feel like a lot of the older groups, they didn't necessarily always get a color. Yeah. I think that's a lot more prevalent today, but maybe I'm It wrong. was big in the first two generations. Gen 3, it fell off, but it really came back with a force. Towards the end of Gen 3 became Gen 4. Yeah. And now it's just like, right, right, right. what do you mean you don't have a color? Yeah. What do you mean you don't have a fandom name? <laughs> like, those are like big announcements nowadays. That didn't used to be a big announcement. Yeah, definitely. Like, that was just something that like the fans cared about, not, not news making. Mm-hmm. So to kick things off, on January 7th, they released the song That's My Fault, which was a promotional single off of The Speed of Light. This song consisted of the group's rap line and featured Kang Min Kyung of popular duo Davici, who at the time was under the same company. Two versions of this song's music video were released. A dance version, which cut between shots of the group dancing, which honestly didn't really have much choreography. It was a lot of bouncing and walking in circles, which is kind of weird to me because I feel like Speed is kind of known for their choreography. 
but there was not much in this song. But yeah, and then also scenes of Minkyung by herself singing her parts and then clips of the drama version, which would come later on. And something weird about this music video specifically is that it's rated 19, but in my opinion, there's nothing that even makes it rated 15, if I remember correctly. So that was just something I thought was odd about it. And then there was the actual drama version, which was about 14 minutes long and is more of a mini movie, which was kind of popular back then having a really long uh, cinematic Mm. video. I feel like we don't see that as much anymore. It featured actors Park Bo-young, Ji Chang-wook, Ha Seok-jin, and A-Pink's Son Naeun as students in the 80s during the Gwangju uprising. The video cost almost $1 million to make, and it had tons of extras, really intense sets, and even a tank, which... That is pretty impressive for a rookie group. I won't tell you too much about the plot because I want you to look it up for yourself, but this was a very important part of South Korean history, and I encourage you to do some research on it if you have the time. And this was actually only one part to it, and a second part is coming up soon, and I'll talk about that. And for the record, I feel like this song, I didn't like it very much the first time I listened to it, but after about three listens or so, I actually came to like it. So if you're one of those people who it takes some time to warm up to a song, this is one of those. Sorry, is it the drama version or the actual, like, the regular MV? Which one has the 19 plus rating? Because if it's the drama version... It was not the drama version. Okay, I was gonna say, because if it's the drama version, that might make more sense. I I, yeah, I'd understand that. But just like the regular music video? No, the one with Min Kyung was the 19 plus. It's just, it's them on a box set, if I remember correctly, and they're kind of bouncing around, and then there's <laughs> clips of Min Kyung just by herself Loneliness, singing. <laughs> rated 19. 19 plus. <laughs> you can't be alone in music videos anymore. Apparently. About a week later, on January 15th, their debut studio album, Superior Speed, was finally released. You'll also see that this is a trend they had. They always put speed in the title of their releases. <laughs> at least the album names, not the not the title tracks. It debuted at number 13 on the Guy on Music chart, which was pretty good considering $5. What did they debut at? Like 56 yeah, or something mid-30s. like that? It was not high. Yeah, so there's quite a discrepancy between the two album rankings and five dolls never got an album <laughs> and it's still higher than co-ed school <laughs> i feel like that they got so much hype because people sort of warmed up to co-ed school when beta boom beta boom came out then five dolls to people like i'm i'm in that group who followed them to five dolls right and then who followed all the way to speed so right i think that that also helps mm-hmm So, as I mentioned a little bit already, they were going really hard for their first debut song. And they had famous producers, the album itself had quite the lineup of featured artists, including Park Bo Young, who would feature on one of the songs, and Davichi's Min Kyung, who was in the pre-release track, and also the Sia, who we've mentioned already a few times before, who was another core contents media duo. Not to mention that the That's My Fault music video had that star-stud cast we mentioned at the beginning. This practically never happens with rookie groups. In fact, I mentioned here, occasionally a group's debut has a sister or brother group's member feature in it, like Solhyun in N Flying's debut, or Oh My Girl's Liar has Gongchan's picture in it, but to have all these people come together in one video like this is kind of unprecedented, I feel. Like, not a lot of yeah. groups 
go this hard at the very beginning. That's MB. I feel like that's MBK's kind of like that's their thing where they make very strong debuts, then immediate drop off. Like I'm thinking of Shannon where she had a yeah. strong debut. I'm thinking of Tiara. Their first album. Uh, like the whole album is just solid it's very dense with good tracks mm-hmm. Sia not the Sia Sia start off very strong SG Wannabe known for their over the top very dramatic music videos so they put a lot of production into debut but they don't follow it yeah which is where I think they get into trouble Yeah, it also kind of frustrates me, though, because there is such a gap between the amount they spent on Five Dolls and the amount they spent on Speed. They obviously were banking on Speed. They thought Speed was going to be the one Mm. that actually made them the money. Which we've talked about that before with how boy groups, how companies believe that boy groups generate more money than girl groups. Mm -hmm. Which it's true, but I'm wondering if they had kind of evened out the amounts they spent on them, if that would have helped five dolls in the long run yeah if they gave them a little bit more production value true but also though keep in mind that there were also a lot of controversy around five dolls that's true everyone was trying to split and then also keep in mind that how many artists they had under them at that time that the the strategy of the company i remember specifically with tiara the ceo said that he wants to change out members or groups Often because he doesn't want artists to get like settled. So that was his whole plan. So with like, that's the reason like with like the two members of Five Dolls that like got transitioned out is uh, Shannon and then Dion. That's why that that, I think that was part of that strategy because he tried doing that to Tiara originally like swapping out like the members and then he he gave it up. But that was the whole thing. That never works. So that also. Why do they keep doing this? The title track, It's Over, is actually a really great song. It reminds me of early-ish beast the sound and the choreography too and beast had already been out for quite a few years now in like the late 2000s so i could see if they were getting their inspiration from them the dance version of the music video has a lot of lasers so i feel the need to put a warning out there if any of you have trouble with that just be careful going into that music video but another aspect of that video that i want to mention is what i assume to be gloving which is essentially hand dancing with gloves that light up and i remember around this time that became like oh this is the newest fad type thing and we never saw it again but i was pleasantly surprised to see it in this video similar to that's my fault video the featuring artist Park Bo young appears in the video singing her lines, but again, on a separate set. The video actually goes back and forth between a few songs off the Superior Speed album. And again, this is part two to the drama version of That's My Fault. It's kind of a confusing way of doing it because they're all interconnected, but there's not a strong line between any of them. Like the connection is the clips from the drama version. That's just it is. Just a day after its release, the group announced that they would actually be donating all the proceeds from the album to a fund that supports those who were affected by the Guangzhou uprising. And this is pretty cool because they ended up selling over 10,000 copies. A few days later, on the 22nd, the group released their third music video for this era with the song Never Say Goodbye. The content, again, just recycled footage from the last two videos, but the song is much slower, more ballady. Now, at the end of January, they won the Rookie of the Month Award from Psy World Digital Music Awards, and it looks like this group is no longer doing this. I was very hard-pressed to find information about it, but they won a Rookie Award, and as far as I know, that's might be the only award they actually ever won. 
I did not see anything else while I was oh. researching. So that's unfortunate, but it is what it is. At the beginning of February, they held their first ever fan meeting with fans even flying in from Japan, which is a true testament to their popularity during this time. A few days later, on the 9th, Speed, with their older sister group Tiara's help, fulfilled their promise from the previous month of serving 1,000 fans bowls of soup as an act of appreciation. To keep this breakneck momentum going, on the 20th of the same month, February, Blow Speed dropped, a repackage of Superior Speed. I personally cannot think of another group that had a repackage so soon after their comeback. That's really soon. Not within the same month. It's practically... Two weeks. Yeah. It's about 15 days. Yeah. Yeah. Usually there's like a month, maybe two between repackages, but right. this was incredibly fast. Again, they remind me so much of Beast in multiple ways. So kind of by default, I like their music because I really like Beast's music from that time. And the song is super angsty and so is the video. Also, this was when dark eyeliner was a big thing. So <laughs> love me some good eyeliner. And the styling is pretty outdated at this point, but the music itself is pretty catchy. During these promotions, the group's first ever reality show came out called Speed's Dreaming of Polaris. For the most part, it was just following the members around as they got ready for promotions, like recording the video, meeting Park Bo Young, talking about all of what was going on. They also went to a boot camp of sorts and worked in two different restaurants. And there was also behind the scenes of the drama version of the music video, which I don't think I mentioned, but they are not present in the drama version as far as I could see, which is kind of weird. You'd think they'd at least be like in the back or something. But no, they just, it was front and center on the actors. I won't go too deep into this part because Min already talked about it. But on June 9th, some members of the group took part in a collaboration with other core contents media artists for the single Painkiller. In my opinion, the song is okay and the video is quite boring, <laughs> which is unfortunate. It's just Unjung walking around an apartment <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> There's not much to it at all. <laughs> Wasn't it supposed to be a sequel to another music video? Uh, I don't know which one it would be. That was like part two of a music video where like someone that she loved was in the hospital dying. And then this is like the after when she's coming home huh. from the hospital after the person's passed away. I'm not sure. I mean, that would make sense. Because like the, the song is about breakup, but the music video is about death and like grieving yeah. over death. I mean, they don't really... Painkiller doesn't really, the context that is given through like context cues are that she is no longer with her significant other and it's killing her. She needs a painkiller, but then she kind of dies. Maybe. I don't know. She tries to, she, there's like a whole part about like trying to turn back time and time won't turn back. And I don't know. It yeah. was, and it was time just, stops. yeah, the whole time I was waiting for other members to come and join her in the video. Yeah, that's a, I was too. Yeah. Which is very disappointing that it was only her. Like, she's pretty. I can yeah. watch her, I guess, for three minutes. But it was just such a boring video, in my opinion. I feel if, kind of bad saying if you it. <laughs> if you take it as a music video that's showing, like, the immediate aftermath. Right. If it's a sequel, that makes sense. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, like, if you make it, like, that's the context in which I always was informed that that's what the point of it was, that it was a sequel to something. Yeah. So if you can find the first video we can add it into the script here but i i did not see anything stating that it was to my memory though it had nothing to do with five dollars or speed which is just, fine they yeah. collaborated on the track for this so they were not involved in the original part of the project but i like it 
yeah, the song's the song's nice. It's just I've seen multiple ports of a statement coming out of Core Contents Media during this summer stating that they had no plans for co-ed school to come back together ever again. But like I mentioned, it was just reports. I have not been able to find an actual statement from Core Contents, probably because in a second we'll I'll talk about it again, but Core Contents is no longer a thing. So maybe it's just because the website's gone or something like that. But it is true, the groups never came together again, unfortunately. So yeah, that was their last promotions for the year with Painkiller and everything ended quietly. But the new year was about to kick off with some new promotions. So to start the year off, Jungkook featured on a fellow agency member Shannon's pre-debut single, Remember You. And like we mentioned already, Shannon had previously been in some Five Dolls releases, and it seemed overall that the artists under Core Contents Media were very close. They seemed to always be supporting each other and showing up on each other's work, which I love. I love it when agencies, there's like a tight-knit group between the people within the agency and their just constantly doing collaborations. I love that. But anyway, this pre-debut single, Remember You, was meant to be an anniversary release as she was coming up on being a trainee for three years. And she has such a pretty voice and Jungkook's voice goes really well with it. But this song, it sounded something kind of like a Christina Aguilera song that would have been released in the 90s, which isn't a bad thing, but this song was released in 2014. So I don't really know how to feel about that. But just in general, it's a shame that Shannon hasn't gone farther in her career because she's got a really nice voice. She's very talented. And a side note, if you do want to see more of her, she was in a drama in early 2016 called Morham School. It's incredibly confusing and not that well acted, but there's a lot of familiar faces and a very, very diverse cast for a K-drama. So throwing it out there, I don't necessarily recommend it, but just to let you know. Her debut track was also really good. So finally, after almost a year since their last comeback, CCM released a statement about Speed's upcoming promotions. This included information regarding the showcase for their mini-album, which would occur on February 12th at the Uniqlo AX Hall in Seoul. And something cool about this venue is that it was the first in South Korea erected specifically for performing pop music, and it seats around 2,500 people. Soon after, on the 16th of February, Taewoon's solo and the album's pre-release track Focus was dropped. And it's honestly not my favorite thing, but not everything is for me. I understand that. It was for me. (laughs) I feel like I I can't believe I haven't mentioned it up till this point, but Taewoon is Block B's Zico's brother, his older brother. And I feel like in this song, he really sounds like him or Zico sounds like his brother. I don't know, vice versa, whichever one. But yeah, it's just a really loud song. The choreo is amazing. Just two days later then, their first mini album, Speed Circus, was released. They also released two videos, one Why I'm Not, which was a second track, and Don't Tease Me, which was the title track and probably my favorite track of theirs so far. And I feel really bad because I'm constantly comparing them to other groups here, but I feel like this is such a Block B song in terms of how it sounds. Some of the choreography is reminiscent not i would not say that block b is as good of a dancing group as them because i feel like block b is not known for their dancing in the slightest they got good dancers they're good dancers but they're kind of one of those groups that dancing is not their the point of them that they push forward to the public you know what i mean like they got a really they got really good rappers they got really good vocalists that's kind of their 
focal point. But yeah, especially with Taewon's voice, if I had heard this song without paying attention to it, I probably would have thought it was by Block B. And that's not bad. I like Block B's music, but just saying. That being said, it's a really catchy song, and I love the circus concept, and the choreography is incredible. Highly recommend you go out and watch the video for that. And in fact, I'm sure you've seen on Tumblr or some social media, a gif of their dancing. This one, four members grab one member's limbs, swing him backwards, and another member flips over that member that is swinging. Like a jump rope. Yeah, it was so cool. Also, lastly, on this song in particular, I could not find an actual music video. The only thing that I could find was a live performance from their showcase on MBK's YouTube channel, which was labeled as a music video, but it was just footage of them on a stage. There was no fancy sets. I mean, they were dressed up and they had makeup and stuff, but otherwise it wasn't a true music video. So soon after the release of Speed Circus, the group came back with a repackaged album called Look At Me Now. A pre-release track called Zombie Party, which featured Shannon in the music video itself, was dropped on March 18th. This is just a really fun song with really fun choreography, and I feel like it could have been really big had it been released during Halloween, but yeah. It was released in March, <laughs> and it's just a weird time to release a zombie theme song, in my opinion. Finally, on April 3rd, the long-awaited title track of the repackaged album was released. This song was named the same thing as the album, which was Look At Me Now. The song is pretty good, but again, as fans have commented on the music video, it just does not do justice to the song. It's simply the group dancing in a field and under a bridge. And the choreography is fine, but it's not enough to carry the video, in my opinion. Especially coming off of Don't Tease Me, which had, like, really stellar choreography. It was just kind of lackluster unfortunately they got tired yeah <laughs> this is also unfortunately the last promotional period to include taewoon but more on that in a second so up till this point we've been calling the company core contents media but in fall 2014 they were acquired by a company called mbk and relaunched themselves as music beyond korea entertainment and they are currently home to daya and that's about it what's interesting about this company is that they essentially did a complete overhaul except for the groups that were there still. I mean, obviously Five Dolls was released from the company, but besides that, like, they just, they rejuvenated the entire place. It's very interesting. A year later, in 2015, it was announced that the group would be having a comeback, this time with two new members, but before that would happen, MBK put together a group which consisted of Tiara, Speed, Sunghee, and the Sia, and they would come together for a winter project song called Don't Forget Me. Let me just say, again, I appreciate all the collabs this company has their artists do. It was really cool to see all of them to come together. And the song is cute and the music video is fun. The members of their groups that were able to participate came together at a skiing resort to shoot it. And I'm just a big fan of these types of videos where it's just a bunch of people hanging out and kind of just singing in random places. It's fun. Sadly, though, bad news was soon to follow. On March 24th, 2015, it was reported that Taewoon, who had been acting in the capacity of leader, would be leaving the group, but not MBK, in order to focus on a solo career. During this time, the group continued preparing for promotions for their upcoming release. At long last, their second mini-album, Speed On, with new member Kyo, also note there, only one new member, was released. Yuhan had also taken over the mantle of leader at this point. I feel like this is probably Speed's most well-known song, mostly because of the really great 
choreography, which utilized Heelys. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, <laughs> Heelys were a popular shoe from the late 2000s to early 2010s. They'd actually been around for much longer, and they're still around today. They're just not as prevalent in society. But they're essentially a flat-soled sneaker with a cutout for a wheel in the heel. They were also the bane of many establishments in the U.S. with schools and zoos and other places alike all banding them from being used on their premises. Yeah, I like Speed, how like they were always trying to do, and MBK itself was always doing something other people were not doing at the time. Like I remember co-ed school, that was like one of the first times I saw heeled Converse and like the style of like the dresses that the girls were wearing was very different compared to everyone else. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was like, that was one of the first thing that got me into co-ed school mm-hmm. was Beta Boom Beta Boom just because of the girls' outfits. It was so different that I wanted to go watch the music video. But even in 2015, I feel like Heelys were kind of dead were. by then. Not that they shouldn't have used it because it made for an incredible video, but they were not trendy anymore. But they made it. Yeah, they they did an incredible job. I'm glad they did it. It's just MBK has so many good ideas. It's just the follow through and following it up with the success. They're just I know MBK has always had that issue. Core contents really had that issue. So the music video for the title track, which I'm not sure if I mentioned, uh, it's called What You. It's not my favorite video. One of the members is creeping on the female lead the entire time and she's like visibly distressed. Yeah. It's just, it's messed up, but it's also kind of funny because there's a few shots that look like they're healing after her. Yes. That's the best part. <laughs> it's just the most. It's the goofiest it's so stalking weird. you've ever seen. Also, they finally have some production value again. Yeah. Because the past few ones, they had no video essentially it was just it was very there was no production to it but yeah like i said earlier this is the other dance that has been highly gifted to the moon and back and you're likely to have come across it also the song is really catchy and i love this genre of rock with like a lot of strings on top of it definitely check this one out besides that i think the long wait between the announcement of their comeback and the actual comeback was justified given they had to learn the dance with wheels in their shoes and like they it looks like a second nature to them if you look at their yes. dance practice. It's really great. Go check it out. Just five months after this comeback, MBK removed Speed's profile from their website. No statements came from the company, but this unfortunately is usually a sign of disbandment, and we have not heard anything since. So why don't we talk a little bit about five dolls and where they are now? So, Young Kyung, going by her real name, Han So-in, appeared on the unit in 2017, and just a year later she featured it on the song Story with B.O. as a part of the Rainbow Bridge World Artist Diaries. Long name, good song. Sung Hee later debuted again with Dia, but left the group only after a year to pursue acting. Her newest drama, as of recording this episode, is Pegasus Market from 2019. Unkyo moved over to Vine Entertainment and has appeared on multiple drama OSTs, with the most recent one being Don't Come Back from the Want to Taste OST Part 4 from 2020. Hyewon signed with Key East and also started acting, with her newest drama being Secret Queen Makers. 
which came out in 2018. Hyoyoung continued acting, and her newest drama is Grand Prince from 2018. As mentioned earlier, Shen moved over to a different agency and released her first single in 2015, and she has so far released two EPs and multiple singles, but in 2019 she left her agency and has as of recording this episode, not re-signed with a new one, but she does have a YouTube channel and is active on Twitch under the name Arumi Shannon. Then we have Jihyun, who never actually debuted and I could not find out what she is doing or what happened to her. So if anybody knows, hit us up and we will add a note in the description of this podcast. Chenmi appeared on Produce 101 in 2016 and Mix 9 the following year. And this year, 2020, she opened up her own YouTube channel and just released her debut single, Lights. Kind of a side note about Chanmi, she has been in some controversies relating to bullying, but as we mentioned earlier with the bullying controversies, there have mainly just been rumors, and I've not been able to find any actual confirmations if this is actually true. It's just mostly forums, blogs, and netizens discussing it. So take it with a grain of salt. I feel like it was kind of mentioned in the first season of Produce 101, but if I remember correctly, they made her look very sympathetic. So, like, obviously they can't have the bully on and be like, she was a bully. <laughs> so she, it seems like she has come forward saying she's innocent from yeah the shows she's been on. Because they do, like, interviews with the contestants mm. and everyone's like, oh my goodness, she was in co-ed <laughs> school in Five Dolls and that's always shocking. Then the last member of Five Dolls is Somi, who also began acting after leaving Five Dolls. And her newest appearance was in the JTBC drama Mystic Pop-Up Bar, where you can spot her in episode 6. And she also appears in the drama I'll Go To You When The Weather Is Nice, which also came out in 2020. It's a really good, it's a really good one. Let us now go over to what the Speed members are doing today. Starting off, Taeun was obviously the first person to depart the group, and he stated his desire to embark on a solo career, and that that meant his first stop was the 2015 season of Show Me the Money, which was season four. And the show aired from June to August, and notably had Taeun's younger brother Zico as a judge slash mentor. He got into the top 24, but ultimately was not chosen to go on to the next round. After the show's end, there were reports of a song release with his brother Zico, but I was not actually able to find the song itself, which is really weird. So I guess it was never released, or I just didn't look hard enough, or I don't know what happened there. If I find it, I'll add it into the script, but until then, who knows. Also in 2015, it was revealed that he had signed on to Million Market, where he would produce music under the name Wuno, with the W being the Korean symbol for Wan, which is the Korean currency. If you're ever trying to look him up, it might not come up unless you do it that way. A year later, in 2016, under the name Wuno, he again went on Show Me the Money 5, but did not make it through to the end after being eliminated in the third round. Then in 2017, he joined yet another survival competition, this time YG's Mix 9, but in the end he did not make it through to the final group, which doesn't even really matter because YG never debuted the final members. That is not speculation. The company actually, like, just canceled their debut. It was very frustrating. 
Moving on to Jungwoo, on January 27th, 2016, he revealed through his Instagram page that his contract with MBK had expired, effectively taking him out of the group. I saw multiple reports saying that he signed with Maru Entertainment, which I've also seen as a subsidiary of MBK, but I couldn't find any sources for that, and he's also not listed on their Wikipedia page. But I did find a Reddit thread that said he joined them, but there was only a link to a tweet that was unavailable. So, dead end there. He has a Twitter and a YouTube page. Both will be linked. Next is Sejun, who a day after Jungwoo's announcement on January 28th, 2016, announced that he would be pursuing a career in acting while still under MBK, but no longer would be a part of Speed. The only information that I could find after his departure from Speed was that he went on the unit in 2010. This was an idol rebooting show, which focused on idols that had previously debuted in groups that did not do well. He made it into episode 7, ranking number 51, but unfortunately for that round, 37 was the cutoff, so he was dropped. Now, Sungmin, who actually has been in quite a few notable works, left MBK and in June of 2016, he joined Star Camp 202 as an actor. Since then, he has appeared in School 2017, really good drama, highly recommend, and another drama called Reunited Worlds, along with two others I believe he was in. I'm pretty sure he enlisted sometime in 2019, but I can't find a source on it. But his sister, who is Eyes One's Choi Yena, has posted pictures with him while he was on leave a few times. So he did enlist at some point. I did see pictures of him dressed up in a military uniform. So he did go. I don't know if he's been discharged. Maybe, maybe not. His Twitter actually hasn't been posted on since 2018, so I'm not sure exactly what he's been doing. So for Yuhan, I did not find a lot about him. His Twitter is mostly dead, even though he's got in the 40,000s, I think, of followers. And the Instagram pages I found looked really sketchy. There was a Reddit thread saying that he's still under MBK and that he modeled for a dental clinic, but that was in like a year old Reddit thread, I'm not sure. And something that's really crazy because I was trying to, I was really trying to find MBK's website, but only dead links ever came up. And even when I searched for the recent group Daya, I could not find a website for MBK. I don't know what's going on with that. I can't believe that like an active group does not have a website, but there's, I, I don't know. Did any of you guys have trouble with their website i had trouble but korea is not very good at websites i'll be real (laughs) like even like some of like the biggest companies do not update their websites so just if you don't find stuff on like official companies online just know that that's that's a korea Mm -hmm. thing i did not know that till i went there (laughs) that's yeah it's really frustrating Someone was saying that Yuhan was technically under them and you could see it on their website. Mm-hmm. It was a year old, the thing I saw it on. So, I mean, it could have died since then, the link. Honestly, but yeah, that's... I was like, are you serious? They don't have a website? That That's the reason why you really got to screenshot stuff. It just, stuff just goes. Yep. You got to save that stuff, take pictures, because no one keeps anything. <laughs> Next, I'll talk about Teha a little bit. He's one of the more active members since leaving the group. On June 24th, 2016, Teha made his debut as a solo artist under the name of I1 with the song Back. It looks like this was an independent release along with Treasure, which came out in December. 
I found an article from What the K-Pop that doesn't really have many citations, but there is a good bit of information that I was able to back up with other sources. So I saw that he joined Kiwi Media Group in 2017, which at the time was home to Lee Hyori. In that same year, he auditioned for Mix 9, but did not make it through. I've also seen multiple places saying that following this, he was signed to DH Play Entertainment, but I couldn't find a source for it. But his songs are listed as being from DH Play Entertainment, so there's that. But regardless, it doesn't really matter because he didn't stay there long. In 2018, he joined SE Eminem, which is home to artists like former Nine Muses member Sojin. He's continued to release music throughout this whole time, and his 2019 song Idea, which I think Min, you sent this in the in the Discord. It's I love that song so much. I'm so glad you sent it to us. Highly suggest check it out. All his music is really good. And I didn't even realize he was a Speed member when the song came out. Another member, Jungkook, after a lot of researching, I found that he's part of a band called Han Rock. I listened to their song Be Myself and it's actually pretty good. I'll link his socials as well as the groups and you can see what they have on there as well. Finally, we'll talk about Kyo. Poor Kyo obviously only had one promotional period with Speed before their disbandment and there was talk about him joining an upcoming boy group, which I think was supposed to be I Am 66, but MBK has not debuted a boy group in a while. H&D is a duo, so I'm not counting them, but I, I haven't found a lot of information on him. But in 2017, he also went on the unit with former fellow member Sejun. He unfortunately did not even make it past the first episode, and I'm pretty sure his performance didn't even air, so that's unfortunate. So finally, we're gonna see what the two members of co-ed school that left completely are doing now. One of them was in Speed in 2012, the other ended up leaving co-ed school before that happened. Onyx, take it away. So are you guys ready? Now this is gonna be a wild ride. So there were two members who did not continue on, and that was Kongho and Nuri. So uh, Nuri, first off, he was listed to be a member of Speed, but did not continue Speed because he left in September of 2012. There's been no other info of him, but you might be interested in knowing that the Twitter handle that had been linked on a couple of different sites to his, uh, I went to that Twitter account, and it has been suspended for violating the Twitter rules. Oh I don't my. know what he did, but um, you bad boy. <laughs> I haven't heard from him since. Let's talk about Konko. So, he was the one that originally like led to the group's rise and controversies and stuff. Because first off, he was accused of rape pre-debut it was in a post but it never had been like there was never like a statement or confirmation as always with this stuff we're coming out of the woodwork saying they also but it was never like on like accounts that like kept like up with like info so it was never confirmed but that was what it was and then he left co-ed school never went into speed 2016 he was caught with going to canada but not just going to canada he was trying to smuggle drugs and he was charged for it because he had some pills of mdma and he also had some rolls of marijuana when he went to the netherlands because he had a buddy who was a drug dealer there and then in 2017 he was apparently smoking marijuana in his car and he admitted to the drug charges and then he recently had something else come up relating to that so yeah he doesn't have a Twitter anymore either. I tried looking him up and nope, no, no more Conco. Wild. Do you guys remember out of those weird nicknames what his was? 
offhand. Hot blood was his hot blood. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. That was hot blood Kanko. Sadly unfortunate. <laughs> yes. Just as a reminder, marijuana is very heavily punished in Korea. And like, if you're outside of yeah. Korea and doing it, you also get in trouble. So just to sort of wrap this up, I think this is probably one of the shortest groups. Like, as in like how much they were promoted and how much they were actually active as a group. Like, total co-ed group of 10 members was sh- so short. But they were still very iconic, I feel like. Yeah, agreed. And I don't believe that they, like, obviously, like, Five Dolls and Speed came out of them. But I don't think that they really led... It wasn't, like, after their debut that it led to, like, the rise of co-ed groups. I don't think that that really came back into being a thing until later. That, like, it wasn't, like, a connection. Like, I remember when Super Junior debuted, like, it led to the Mm. big groups. But I don't think that's the same thing for co-ed, unless you guys... No. I think it was more the, yep, mm. co-ed groups doesn't work. I think people took it as that, even... But I think it's cute, though. Like, for a long time, they would all follow each other on Twitter. And apparently, like, they still, like, talk to each other because they would, like, film each other Aww. when someone would be doing a cover. That It was mentioned, oh, so it was filmed by so-and-so who was in the room. And it was among, like, it wasn't just, like, five dolls keeping together and, and speed being together. It was, in, it was in, like, mix. The members would mix together. Sungmin still has speed in his Twitter or Instagram handle. Yeah, he still lists it, which is, I, I once again, just the fact that they still kind of have a bond. Mm-hmm. Like, most of the members do. Some of the members, they've said they In fact, I think with. Jungkook's personal Instagram had his latest picture, had a picture with all, uh, some of the members. Oh. So yeah. they, still, they still see each other, which is nice. So if we're following the trend of first-generation idols... In about ten to twenty years, we'll see a great reunion <laughs> oh among my. the people. We'll see among the people who are on good terms with each Stay other. Stay tuned. I'm excited. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's that's how I'm ending this episode. <laughs> Should we move over to the trivia, trivia, trivia of this month? So here's my trivia question of the day. Which, because we're wrapping up in one episode, I'm just asking it to <laughs> Jr. and Min. I will be very disappointed if you do not know this. Which Unpretty Rap Star 2 contestant was in a trio with Unji Wan and Mr. Typhoon? Was Hayes the second season? I don't remember. I, I don't think know. I only watched the first season. Um, is Kitty B in season two? I have no clue. She was in Unpretty Rap Star 2. Was she? And I think she was also in Unpretty Rap Star 3. Oh. That's what's coming up on Google. Uh... Okay, do you have any other guesses? I'm not do you have sure. any other guesses who this person could be? Who else was on? Was Cheetah on season two? She was on season one, I think. Mm. Jesse was on season one. I know that. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, the First of all, the group name was Clover. Oh! And the girl who was in, the member who was in there who was also an unpretty rap star was Gilme. Oh, I knew that. Sorry, that's the Hangul of it. I knew that. She, and... yeah, she was also the magne of this little group, which I did not know that. Yeah. But get, she was born in 1983. Oh, wow. And she was the, considered the magne. Yeah, and they came out, do you know, so what are some tracks that Clover have released? Because I think you know this group. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> La Vida Loca. You'll recognize it. They also did Anenopa, which is like a guy I know, Pork Soup. Listen to the song afterwards. You know the song. Unjiwan's hair is a choice. I know. Not his best. 
care. But I love that him and Mr. Typhoon collabed for this mm-hmm. because he was with him for like adios and a bunch of others and a bunch of people think Mr. Typhoon might be part Mexican because he brings in a lot of that influence but there's never been anything confirmed anyway. Interesting. Very interesting. Good piece of trivia. But yes so Gilmy was at one point in a trio with legendary Unji Wan and Mr. Typhoon. Song of the day. Woot woot. For today's song of the day, we're doing something a bit different. Since we've been mentioning a lot of different songs this episode, I don't want to share some other unknown thing. So for today's song recommendation of the day, I'm going to recommend Coed Schools, Better Boom, Five Dolls, Like This or Like That, and Speed's Don't Tease Me. Because all of these songs have we've talked about today, and they're all great. And... If you don't want to listen to all of these artists' full discographies, I'd recommend these three songs. I like that. That's that's a good idea. Yes. And go listen to Clover, La Vida Loca. I'm not kidding. You, you, Everyone loves this song. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, then please make sure to rate, subscribe, follow, and tell your friends about us. If you want to interact with us or just see more of our content, then you can follow us on Twitter at KpopSumbays or on our other social media platforms, which will be linked in the description. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.